0: Are you ready to discover and unlock your full potential in God? Are you ready to release the power of God in your life? Or do you sense that purpose and destiny are beckoning you to take a leap of faith? If so, continue to listen to this episode. I want to welcome you to Conversations with Chris. I am your host, Christian T. Howell, Sr. I'm going to share uncompromising truth and amazing insights as we partner with God on our journey to wholeness purpose and to pursue our callings and passion take a listen and please stay tuned to the end of the episode i've got some exciting updates to share with you see you in just a few minutes well hi my fellow overcomer today we want to talk about who are you listen we're not talking about what you do, what roles we have, what titles we have, what positions we have, who we're related to, or who we are even connected to. We want to start a dialogue about the real you. Who are you? When no one is looking, when no one is around, when, when you don't have to punch a clock, you don't have to perform, you're not being paid for it. We want to talk about getting to the core of the real you. Here's my reality, my friend. God always blesses the authentic you, not the person we have to pretend to be, not the person we have to uh, 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 come up with to make others happy or please others. God genuinely blesses you. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a masterpiece. You are a work of art. You are absolutely amazing, and there's no need. For you to be a copy or a clone of anyone else. There's nothing wrong with emulating. Other attributes. Other styles. But we have to remain true to who we are. And one of the things that I have been learning more and more. As I take this journey called life. Is that oftentimes Believers are holding on to God for their life. But in the midst of it. We start losing ourselves. Now I'm not talking about. Uh, uh, negating sacrificial living, death to self, death to flesh. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about genuinely loving God but at the same time we have identity crisis. We take on a title and we become the title instead of the person. And so we want to talk a, a, a talk today and start a conversation about your identity. Now, let me start by defining what identity really is. What, when we say identity, what are we talking about? What does it mean when we say identity? If you were to look in most modern dictionaries, you would find words such as identity is the distinguishing character or personality of an individual. It's the condition or the state of being the same with something or someone described. It's the qualities, the beliefs that make a particular person or group different from others. One of the other key definitions you would find would be it's the fact or condition of being exactly alike or sameness. Inter-identity, it is absolutely essential that we master becoming the authentic us. Let me give you a startling truth up front. If our identity isn't stable, then our personalities won't be stable. And if our personalities aren't stable, then we have what we call a double mind or double soul. Soul, in the Greek, we understand is the word suke, where we get our word psyche from, which means we have two personalities. And unfortunately, my friend, in the book of James... It says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I'm telling you that if we don't spend time getting ourselves together, developing who we really are, and letting that person shine, then we are living unstable, unbalanced lives, always striving for happiness, always striving for affirmation, always having to do things to earn the approval of others. But there is a place where you get in life where you are simply good enough because God says it. Now, go with me just for a few minutes as we consider this concept of identity. Let's look at the book of Genesis. And I want to take you back and remind you of what the scripture says in Genesis 1. I will just read 26 and 27 for you. It talks about, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So it says, so God made man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Now, that sounds simply amazing, but for our natural minds, it kind of sounds far-fetched. But we have to accept the truth that you and I, you heard me, you and I are both created in God's image and his likeness. Now, I want to tell you that you have uh, 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 in your DNA, the very fiber of your being, you have the God-like nature in you. You can do so much more, but we have accepted limitations We've accepted restrictions placed on us. We've accepted titles. We've accepted. Uh, uh, we've accepted uh, roles that sometimes uh, uh, are less than what God has for our life. When we say the word "image" in Genesis one twenty-six and twenty-seven, there are words that I want to tell you about. The word "image" in the Hebrew in that passage talks about a shade, a phantom. Or an illusion. It means a resemblance or a representative figure. Did you hear that? When God made Adam, which we're patterned after, Adam was almost an illusion. He resembled God, he was a representative figure of God in the earth. What I'm telling you today is at the core of you, you are the image of God in the earth. You are a child of God, and you're more like your father than you have any idea of. You are a child of God. You are an illusion. When this world sees you, when the enemy sees you, when systems see you, they become threatened by the real you because it's the visible representation of God. It's a reminder to the fallen world that God is still alive and... We are in charge. So, yes, you are a child of God. You're made in his image. In the Greek, I want to tell you, though, that word is actually translated where we get icon from, which is our English word, icon. Uh, icon actually is a it means representation and manifestation. OMG. Listen you are representation and the manifestation of god in the earth come on take a moment think about an icon if you have a windows or mac it doesn't matter apple or android a icon is the same on any operating system a icon is a visible symbol that when accessed It opens up a whole nother dimension. It has more inside. The icon is just a visible representation. Did you understand that? It is not the total package. The icon is a representation of something else far greater behind it. You are a visible representation of heaven on the earth. That's who you are. You are an icon. Baby, you're a pop star. But you're one for God. You are a profile. You're a representation of God in the earth. We got to understand and accept this truth. Because if we don't. Then we may spend many days, weeks, years or seasons of life. Trying to figure out who we are. So that we know what to do. And still end up ultimately unsatisfied. Because we want created to be that person. You, child of God, also have the character of God. You have the DNA of God. You, you have the mind of God. And so you are a creative being. Let me ask you a question. How does God function when he sees problem and crisis? Do we have pattern? Do we have blueprint for that? Absolutely. In Genesis 1 in the beginning... God saw things he were he was displeased with. He saw things that made him upset and unhappy. However, his response was totally different because he knew who he was. It was not based off of frustration, anxiety uh, a depression uh, uh, he didn't feel pressured; he simply knew that in his rightful being he had authority to change authority to confront authority to uh, 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 handle whatever was presented to him. What am I telling you? I'm telling you that you were created and you were made to solve problems in the earth. The mere fact that you exist means there's purpose in your life. You're created with destiny. You are chosen. You're royal. But we have to go back to understand who am I? Because who I am is... Tied to what I do. I cannot do who I'm not. Let me say that a different way. We must first learn to be before we do. You cannot do until you learn to be. I cannot be a man until I first become a man. It's like a a, a little baby trying to do the responsibilities of a man. It will never work because he first must be or become a man in order to do the roles and responsibilities and have the authority of a man. I hope you're getting this by now, that identity is absolutely everything. It is the crux of the matter that the enemy wants you to take on every other nature, every other title. He wants you to assume every other role, position, or posture because he wants to say you don't know who you are. There was a phrase we all used to say for a season ago: "Who's your daddy?" You remember that? Everyone said, "Who's your father? Who's your daddy?" What we really were saying was, "Where do you come from? What do you identify with? What's in your DNA? What what's your capacity?" Because our bloodline tells us our potential. And so, you may be born on the wrong side of the railroad tracks. You may be born in the wrong country. You may be born uh, 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 with a different ethnicity, nationality, or gender. But the defining fact is, you have been born again. You have been redeemed. You have been washed. And so, now you're in the family of God, and God is your father. You have the spirit of adoption by which you can say, Abba Father. Father. And so you're not limited based off of the genetics of your family, the the wealth of your family, the geography of your family. Your new defining limitation is heaven. And you have a right to say, as it is in heaven, it shall be on earth in my life. Do you understand you have the ability to live a spiritual life without limits? You're only limited by what you know. The Bible says over Hosea, we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And what I'm trying to desperately and passionately get to you today is that we've got to learn to know ourselves. It's even amazing that we can't love others properly because the Bible says, and I believe the Bible, that we love our neighbors as we love ourselves. I want to submit to you, if we don't know ourselves, or if we have allowed ourselves to take on false personalities or identities, then we can't love the real us. And unfortunately, it's almost impossible to properly and healthily value, esteem, and love others. Identity is absolutely everything. Many people are turning the corner on pandemics. We have been on lockdown. We've been, we've been tired. We've grown for fatigued, frustrated. Uh, um, we, we, we're ready, we, we, but we've had to do a lot of things. Let me give you a good example. Before you say, no, I don't believe in this, many Americans, and I'm sure around the world, we have multiple personalities. We just don't acknowledge it. Let me explain that you act and live one way at home. But then when we go to work, there's a different personal and professional persona. Our demeanor changes, our attitude changes, what we wear changes, our language changes. It's all because there's a different cultural norm that we try to live up to and be accepted into. But then from church, which is personal, we go to work with a professional persona, Then we go to a church or a spiritual arena, and we have a total different appearance and persona or personality there. You get it. Unknowingly, we are not living authentic. We, you and me, I'm not just saying you, you and me, we have multiple personalities, and the problem is, you sometimes forget, depending on where you are, which part of you needs to show up. And so at church, when you get angry, you sometimes respond uh, when, when things happen at home and, and you oftentimes forget and the language and temper of work shows up at home. You take out uh, the frustration of your coworkers on your family because we are living a disintegrated lives. We've disassociated instead of living a whole, healthy, balanced life. I'm telling you, it is the will of God that you be one whole individual. It is not his will for you to have to do all sorts of excessive things to be accepted, pleased, or approved by others. I'm reminded uh, uh, in the Bible when John the Baptist was, was, was in the wilderness preparing to baptize a bunch of other new converts. The story records that Jesus was coming And in one translation, the writer says uh, um, 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 Jesus came up and approached. But another translation says that John said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which was slain. Amazingly, they saw him differently. And they treated him differently based off how they saw him. But let me clarify this. It wasn't that Jesus didn't know who he was. It was that everyone else didn't have a full revelation of who he was. I'm telling you, it is critical for you to be fully established, fully whole, before you present yourself to other people. I do have a solution for you. I promise, give me a few more minutes and this will make a lot of sense. John baptized Jesus after a discourse. Now, for my sense of humor, can you just imagine... John and Jesus having a conversation and John actually telling the son of God, no, I should not baptize you. Boy, what a confident and bold man he was to tell him, I am not going to do this. Well, I understand that you said we would never do that. However, John did it. John finally gave in and consented to baptizing Jesus. Jesus gets baptized and immediately he comes up out of the water. Here is where the story becomes very good and interesting because the Bible says and straightway uh, uh, the spirit descended on him like a dove. And amazingly, there was a audible voice heard from heaven. The voice made a pronouncement. The voice said, this is my son. Pause for just one moment. Jesus' identity was established and settled by the Father. It wasn't before. Jesus did not do things. He did not do miracles to prove who he was before he ever did the miracles, before he ever did the works, before he ever taught, before he ever was recognized. He was fully identified and affirmed by the Father. The father said, this is my son. And because he had his identity established and settled, he went on to do great works. But he wasn't doing works to please people. He wasn't doing works to be accepted by people. He wasn't performing miracles. He wasn't working miracles because he needed a crowd or following. It was simply because it was what he was birthed out to do. His identity determined his assignment. It determined his purpose. It determined his destiny. And so, before we launch into this whole process and believers really start taking on, trying to assume callings, giftings, titles, I think we ought to slow down and really make sure that we get a full understanding, a a healthy unlocking, a healthy revelation. Take the journey of discovery and really understand who we are to God. You are a child of God. That's more than enough for God. You cannot please or impress him. He loves us unconditionally just as we are. You can't do enough to make him happy. You can't do enough to make him sad. He loves you unconditionally and with the everlasting love. With that level of truth, with, with receiving that truth in your heart, it is more than enough to counter the effects of when people don't uh, approve of what you do, they don't like what you do, they don't affirm who you are, you will always have the voice of your father telling you, you're my child, I'm approved, I am pleased, and in that same strength, We live out our life. You see, many people incur anxiety, uh, uh, all sorts of fears and phobias. But most of those are rooted in a lack of identity. Let me explain that for a second. Because if we knew who we were, we would remember we have been given dominion. Go back to Genesis 1. We were given dominion. We were given dominion over everything that even creeps on the earth. I think you get it now that a wasp has no more power over me. I have dominion over it. Uh, a spider, snakes, uh, dogs, they don't have authority over me. I have dominion over it. But if for any reason, f- at any time, I forget who I am, I will give way to fear or phobia and I will do all sorts of things to protect myself. But it's really because I fail to remember who I am. I'm trying to get dominion. I'm trying to get protection. I'm trying to get security from sources other than my father. You see, this makes sense to me. And I hope it makes sense to you that who I am determines what I have. It determines my inheritance. It determines who's in my corner. It determines who's fighting for me. It determines my destiny. It determines my hope. It is absolutely everything because it's my identity. Now, before I finish, let me make sure I make this make sense to you. Remember in the beginning when we said what the word identity meant, one of the definitions was the fact or condition of being exactly or like or sameness. Do you understand your identity, you were created in the image of God, which means you were created exactly alike or the same as God. You, 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 you have the same character, the personality, you have the same ability as God. That's why we can definitively say the model prayer, the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I am a child of God. This world is not my home, but I'm asking my father to allow me to live like I'm at home right here on earth. It's who I am. I work best in an atmosphere that's like heaven. I hope you understand that because that's who you are. You are a child of God. I want you to take this journey of discovery. Let's really plunge in. Let's get our identities together. I promise you, if you take this journey with me, if you allow us to partner with God, we can break off false personalities. We can break off rejection. We can break off shame, guilt. We can break off many things out of our lives and root them out of our hearts and our souls because we really become accepted by God and we learn to accept ourselves for who we really are. Let me say that one more time tall or short, skinny or thick, long hair or short hair. It does not matter. I am a child of God and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't have to impress anyone because my father made me just the way he wanted me to and he loves me. If you believe that about me, I hope you take that time to accept it. And believe the same thing about you. I want to tell you. Whatsoever is born of God. Overcomes the world. You are an overcomer. That's who you are. It's your identity. You're not a victim. You're a victor. You're not fighting. You've already conquered. And now we've got to get it together. And remember. I am a child of God. Come back next week. And we're going to go further into this. I promise you, if you stick with it, you're going to learn to embrace the precious promises and all the provision that God has for the real you. I said it like this previously. The wrong person cannot show up and ask for the right thing. You'll be denied. So, hey, I need the real you to shine. Come forth. The earth is waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. Let's get ourselves together and let's be who God made us to be. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Conversations with Chris podcast. If you like what you heard today, you can visit www.christianthowell.com for more information concerning books, blogs, information on spiritual growth and development and even some of the services we provide such as coaching therapy and deliverance sessions also you can find more information about all that we do at www.overcomersmovement.org listen we are everywhere on social media you can find us on facebook or instagram just look for apostle chris or look for Overcomers Movement. Look, I enjoyed this time with you today. Before we leave, please take a moment at the end and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. If this session has been valuable to you, please share it with a friend, spread the word, tell them that Conversations With Chris is happening every week. Listen, our hearts are for you. You are born of God. You are an overcomer. You have the victory, and we'll see you next week. Take care.